the Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. So, your grandfather encountered the Arch Grand Commodore himself, Luther Harkon, the Lord of the Abyss. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Although he was uh, certainly not aware of any of those uh, titles. And uh, to be honest, neither am I. Perhaps you can uh, tell me more. Ah, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I misspoke. I, I really don't know anything more about that. Uh, honestly, honestly, I was just um, uh, regurgitating some things that I'd heard uh, in passing. Actually, I have a uh, question for you, Heinrich. You said that your grandfather, now confronted by Harkon, realized that he had brought down doom upon them through his uh, summoning of a beast. What did you mean? I do recall that he and his men had brought forth a sioverm to uh, battle the Kraken through the use of an uh, ancient charm taught to him by the uh, truthsayer of Albion. Was it, was it this? Yeah, yeah, well remembered, Master Tavernkeeper. It was indeed. He caught what uh, Harkon's advisor had said and put two and two together. Additionally, he would uh, later learn that the uh, sea monster that he had brought forth was in point of fact an ancient beast known as Amana, a creature that had gone into hibernation eons ago in a uh, mysterious underground cavern, at least uh, according to the legends of the High Elves. The week-long uh, chanting of the uh, magical charm by my grandpapa's men had uh, somehow broken the seal to the beast's undersea lair and awoken him. In the months since, Amana had been terrorizing the sea lanes and this had come to the attention of the vampire, who, desirous of the destructive power of the beast, was beginning to bend his power to seek out the creature. He intended to bring it under his will through uh, slaying it and then reanimating the corpse. Thankfully, this was something he had been unable to do, and it has been something he has been unable to do in the 70 years since, too. Amana is not only elusive, he is also unkillable. Although this in itself is a double-edged sword, for the creature's tally of the dead in the sea lanes of the great ocean grows longer and longer, year by year. But uh, more on all of this later. First, I do want to return to my initial question. By the way, you referred to this vampire, Master Tavernkeeper. It really does sound as if you know quite a bit about him. Wouldn't you like to uh, share this knowledge with us? Well, I, uh, I might do, but I'd rather... What, Master Tavernkeeper? Why so coy? This is not like you. I am a simple soldier, and not really all that au fait with uh, this vampire's reputation beyond what my grandpapa related to me. 
And even then, he too was very、uh, reticent about answering the、uh, further questions that I had raised. I am keen to learn more, and、uh, you clearly know more. Well, it's not something that、uh, really should be spoken of. The tales of、uh, Luther, Harkin, are terrifying to those of us of the sea.、Uh, I, I do have another question, if you don't mind, Heinrich. Was your grandfather not tempted to blast his way out of there as soon as he realized he was facing such an infamous? Fiend as Harkon. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, once the fog bank had、uh, dissipated, it became clear that the、uh, zombie pilot Armada was far vaster than any of them had first imagined. They were completely surrounded, and even if they expended every cannonball they had three times over, it was not going to be enough to escape the undead. This was the、uh, main reason that my grandpapa had allowed the flagship to approach. Braun was not going to get them out of this pickle. They needed to be savvy if they wished to avoid joining the ranks of the vampire's army. They needed an inroad, an opening by which to talk their way out of this. And、uh, the、uh, lull in the fighting had been the sole chance that they had been given. Although, this said, at the time, my grandpapa felt that they were really stalling of the、uh, inevitable. And secretly, at that moment, he cursed the gods that Marco had been incapacitated. Diplomacy and deal making were, by far,、uh, Marco's forte. My grandpapa was more of a、uh, practical man, the truth be told. But,、uh, Master Tavernkeeper, what is this game you are playing? Please do not think that I have、uh, not noticed you trying to deflect my attention away from talking about the、uh, vampire. You just said that he was、uh, infamous, if I'm not mistaken. Why won't people talk about him? I,、uh, I don't understand. Well, If I'm to be completely honest, it is considered bad luck to talk of him for those of us who、uh, plough the waves. I am sorry. As you know, we sailors are a, a superstitious lot. <sighs> Truly, I am sorry. <sighs> nope, nope. Superstition be damned. Humbug, humbug to it all, I say. He is worth talking about. And,、uh, by the gods, I should have realized it by now. I'm a landlubber, a sailor no more. He can't touch me. He can't get me here. Right then. Well, Heinrich, count yourself blessed. We are going to talk about Luther Harkin. Pray that nothing ill comes of it, though. Right, before we begin, let me just take a large mouthful to、uh, fortify myself first, I think. Well, getting back to what you just said, Heinrich, even the word infamous does hearken a disservice, in my opinion. He's legendary. Nay, he's mythic amongst sailors. Stories of encounters with his ship whites alone, by which I mean the、uh, vampires that captain his boats, are a staple of the tales told during night watches.
especially those used to uh, scare any uh, cabin boys that have been getting out of line. However, uh, for the reasons I just mentioned, stories of the man himself are far, far rarer and, um, well, reserved for, let's say, uh, special occasions. And perhaps this is one of those uh, special occasions. Ah, I'd say it is indeed. <sighs> right then. Well, if we're going to do this, let's do it properly and begin at the very beginning. As it happens, Harkon's origins go back to uh, ancient times. And the early part of his story was recorded in one of the uh, old Nehekaran scrolls that the young Arabian scholar Ibn Jalaba had access to in the court of the Sultan, Ertrugal the Obscure. I recall it was a dark, stormy night when Ibn related Luther's tale to my tutor and I many years ago now. We were docked in the harbour of Sudenberg down in the Southlands at the time, and the warm summer rain pelted the window panes of our cabin until dawn's light finally dispelled the dark clouds above. It um, certainly added an uh, eerie ambience to the telling, I can tell you. I kept imagining a hundred zombies' fingers tapping at the glass as the Arabian spoke. It's funny, but uh, this uh, this has become a memory that I've come to cherish. Hmm. Ah, uh, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> my apologies, neophytes. Getting a bit dewy-eyed there. Let's, uh, let's get to it. Well, the tale of Luther Harkon is inextricably tied to the tale of the city of Lamia, the ruins of which you can still find to the east of the World's Edge Mountains as they run down the centre of the continent that we call the Southlands. This city also lies just north of another set of smaller mountains, known as the Devil's Backbone, and it is these that Harkon hailed from. Blighted and slighted Lamia was an ancient city of the kingdom of Nehekara, the land now inhabited by the uh, unquiet dead, the land of the tomb kings and their unbowed leader, Setra, that we uh, briefly mentioned when we talked about the first expedition of Ibn Jalaba. Oh, and uh, whilst I am uh, here... Don't worry, we will get back to the uh, second leg of his expedition in our next regular lesson, once this uh, night's frivolities have come to an end. Anyway, Ibn told us that about a millennium before the birth of Sigmar and the founding of the Empire, the man that would become Luther Harkon was born into the Harkonai tribe that lived in the hilly country surrounding the uh, City of the Dawn as uh, Lamia was oft-called in those uh, ancient scrolls. His given name was apparently Luther, but he earned the nickname Luther Udgat when he lost his uh, right eye in a fight with a cockatrice that he had tracked down with his cousin, Wallach. The short term I'm about to relate uh, was actually found by Ibn on a separate scroll. The two protagonists were not named but the story fit and complemented Harkon's tale so perfectly that uh, Ibn felt it must be one and the same. And so he added it to his telling of the tale on that rainy night in the harbour of Sudenberg. 
As to whether he was right to do so, I will leave to your discerning minds. I couldn't really comment, having not read the uh, first-hand material. Anyway, that aside, the beast had been terrorising the surrounding villages for months, and so the two young men took it upon themselves to face down the creature and slay it. The lair of the creature had been found by a hunting party belonging to their tribe. However, only a single huntsman had survived the encounter to tell anyone about it. We stalked the Abre for three days after picking up its trail at the oasis. There we found the shepherd Donker and his goats. The animals were wandering aimlessly, but the boy had been petrified and then smashed apart. We found his stone body parts strewn around the watering hole. We followed the uh, trail of death to its lair up near Asaf's tail crag. But uh, it had been waiting for us. The beast flew out of its cave in a berserk frenzy as Hamid approached the entrance. It began to shriek and claw at him with a desperate ferocity. It's a poisonous talons tearing at his flesh. He fell to the ground screaming. But I knew the stories and immediately averted my eyes before fleeing. The cockatrice can petrify its foes, you see, striking them down with its magical gaze and turning them to stone with a glance. My... Uh, Fellow hunters seem to have forgotten the old story with uh, fatal results for them. Lutheran Wallach heeded the man's advice and went in search of the monster. They knew the place that the huntsman had spoken of and trekked across the arid slopes until they reached it. The lair was surrounded by the pecked apart corpses of the many beasts of the desert and the scattered bones of Hamid and the other huntsmen. Luther and Wallach had come prepared. Luther bore a large mirror, whilst Wallach had brought his father's longest spear. Wallach took the weapon and climbed up over the entrance to the cave, whilst Luther approached from the front, holding the mirror up like a shield. Suddenly, there was a loud shriek and the sound of flapping. The cockatrice flew out of the cave straight at Luther. Like all of its kind, the cockatrice that stalked the slopes of the devil's backbone was a vicious, tainted monster with an unsettling, unnatural appearance that resembled a demonic bird crossed with both a bat and a lizard. It immediately spat acidic vomit at the mirror before striking at it with its poisonous claws and shattering it. This sent Luther flying back, a large shard of glass having pierced his right eye. However, it was exactly the distraction that Wallach had needed, and he leapt on the creature's back and plunged his spear straight into his heart, killing it immediately. News of this feat spread far and wide, and eventually reached the ears of Aborash, champion of the former king and now the personal bodyguard of the queen of the city of Lamia, Neferata. Aborash ever kept his eyes on the uh, savages living around the city, 
for uh, reasons we'll touch on later. Abras saw to it that the two were recruited into the city's military and watched with interest as they rose through the ranks. Wallach's prowess in combat saw him become the master of the palace guard, and his cousin, Luther, became the leader of the harbour guard, each one becoming one of his four primary assistants in the defence of the city. However, all was not as it seemed in the metropolis. A canker lay at its heart, and the two Harkonai were about to be embroiled in its deadly web, changing their fates forever.